So welcome to the This Will Get Better podcast. Uh, today we have... Now you've got Tatiana stuck in my head. <laughs> I am not kidding you. It's okay. I tell people that's my like second name. That's, that's my name. Tiana too, I guess. Taylor. <laughs> I, every time. That's why I stopped the first time because it was like Tatiana. That's, no, that's not her not name. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Oh, man. It's all good. All right. Welcome to This Will Get Better podcast. Um, Tiana Taylor is with us today. And she actually asked that we talk a little bit about uh, kind of keep going over what this is about which is good because other people have been asking me <laughs> to <do that> too. <laughs> and you said people have been asking about me yeah i've gotten three messages that were like so like what does tim what do is tim? <laughs> why like can he talk more so it's your job this time okay that's my job this time so this podcast is about uh the journey of people who are starting something um uh, found something and um Chase Jarvis uses the analogy, you can be going from one to 10 or zero to one. Like you're going from like, just like I got an idea and I'm trying to get to the first step. And then, you know, a lot of podcasts cover people that have been on their journey, have sold big books, have are in their journey of one to 10. And we wanted to capture the stories of zero to one and the beginnings and yeah. try to follow the journeys. Which is interesting. Like that was uh, Casey Neistat this week, just hit his 10 millionth subscriber on YouTube. And he, uh, he actually said, like, hitting 10 million was hard, but it was harder to hit a million. Hitting a million was hard, but it was harder to hit 100,000. All the way back to the hardest piece is kind of zero to one or zero to 10,000. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just interesting. Like, it is a really hard space if you have an idea to go, like, and I'm going to get over all of my mental barriers yeah. and do this thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, yeah, with the name, it has several meanings for us of, like, this will get better. There's these journeys of people like pursuing and, and grinding through their like trying to make it better. And and it's the same year of what exactly what we're doing is starting a podcast, yeah. hoping that it will get better, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that we will become better hosts and yeah. uh, communicating, which I think just happened. Like you just killed that. Oh, thank you. So thank you. that's good. What's uh, what's been going on with you, man? With me? Yeah. Um, I never know how to answer that question. Well, let's do it this way. So tell me in, a, in kind of the microcosm that we ask our guests, like, what is your thing and, and what's been going on with it? Okay, yeah, my thing that I'm pursuing right now is uh, mastering photography, um, trying to dig in um, grind and grind through it. Um, mastering photography and then mastering um, communication mm. um, with people. Those are probably two things that I'm really, because uh, those go hand in hand. I think with anything, any, any, there's a skill set you need to learn, like woodworking. But if you want to succeed in running a business or really succeed in that, like you need to know how to communicate yeah. with people. Yeah. Um, and so those are two aspects that I'm really um, nice, man. Yeah. Trying to sit down and grind it out. You have like the conversations that we keep having are all about those. Yeah. Especially the <laughs> communication <laughs> thing, which is great. It's cool. Yeah. Love it. Um, Tiana. Yeah. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for, for having me. coming to Waterville. Yeah. It was a journey. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Um, we're really excited to hear about uh, just the stuff that you've got going. I've been, you know, doing the stalkery yeah. Instagram, Facebook. <laughs> That's what it's there for, right? That <laughs> right. is what yeah. it's there that for. Social media is for stalking. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think that's why it was invented. Uh, <laughs> but doing that, just kind of watching you from a distance and then after meeting you, I think we first met um, June. Yeah. yeah, through June. Yeah. Um, which I really want to get over to her event. It just, yeah. my calendar has not yeah. worked. It's such a bummer. Wait, so June's put on her event or? Yeah, is, June's got a whole thing going. She's now, doing man. that month. 
that yeah. thing. Okay, monthly. That thing that we. That one thing. That one thing that I've not been to either. <laughs> yeah. so. Sorry, June. June, we love you. Yes, yes. this great thing that you're doing. Sorry. Yes, it is needed work, and I'm gonna. That's be so there cool. It That's is. so cool. Um, so, and then I think we will try to post a link. Yeah, to, do to that event. It, yeah, or is uh, it's it open? a pretty. It's a from what I understand, it's pretty cool. Like, oh, okay. it's not a public thing. Yeah. It's oh, I'm sorry. Invite only. Um, but eventually, I think it's going to be yeah. something. Hopefully, big. all right. Yeah. yeah. If um, more information comes on what she's doing, we will make sure yeah, we're updated. Totally. And then um, I think then we we got beers together. Yeah. I think. That, yeah. That was downtown. fun. Downtown. Yep, downtown Toledo. Black Cloister. Mm. That's a cool. Spot. I, I think that's the last time I've been there. That was the first time I've been there. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Kind of our intro question is, uh, what is your thing and how did you find it or it find you? Yeah. And where do you, where's that, how far back does one have to go yeah. to really name that? Yeah. Feel free to go as far back as you yeah. want. Yeah. So to just start it off, my thing is doula ing or birthing Pause. babies or <laughs> so many ways you can call it. <laughs> doula ing. Yes. What is the definition of doula ing? <laughs> Well, okay, doula I don't think it's actually a word. Okay, I'll throw that out there first. That's just a way to say I am a doula. Um, and doula is basically offering care and support um, to families and women um, before childbirth, during childbirth, and after childbirth. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. It's a really short definition, and you can unpack that in so many ways, and that looks different for so many people, but okay. the basis of it is, is, is that. Yeah. Yeah. So where does that whole journey start for you? Yeah, let's see. Where does that journey start? So honestly, I want to say it started way back in the day, maybe like first grade. <laughs> so, oh, really? Yeah. When I, for the longest time, thought I wanted to be a nurse and I wanted to be, um, I think some of that was both of my grandmothers were nurses, but I wanted to be a baby nurse. I remember having that um, thought. I didn't know what a baby nurse was called, but um, thought about, oh, I'm going to be a baby nurse is what I would tell people. And then... Um, I kind of grew out of that, um, not wanting to be a nurse. And then I went into, and I think this is all tied into this. I was like, I'm going to own my own business. And I had no idea what kind of business I was going to own when I was like in fifth grade, but that's, that's what I was going to do. And then, um, (laughs) I always, always, always had a thing for babies. Like I was always the one who wanted to hold the baby. Always the one, let me, let me sit with the baby. Um, and a part of it could be, I'm like the oldest girl in my family, both sides, like my mom's side, my grandparents, I am the oldest granddaughter I only have like one older brother and a couple older guy cousins and so um because of how stuff goes you know I was always the one babysitting always the one left with the younger the younger ones and um so but it but it was never a problem for me it was Mm. it was always something I love to stay with the 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 babies or the the little little ones like you know before they can like talk and stuff um um, and then I think um before they get lippy yeah yeah and that's really interesting (laughs) so (laughs) I'm like what how do you what are you saying i can't um but um that was that was always me even throughout high school and then i wound up um going to moody bible institute Mm. which was literally not a part of my plan at all um and wound up studying women's ministry and it's really cool um i feel like at this point to see because i'm even studying women's ministry i'm like why did i pick women's ministry like what what What? you know like where did that come from you know but even with the like the doulaing that i do being a doula like i think for moody women's ministry was perfect Mm -hmm. for what i do because um now i I really is every doulaing is everything that i hope to do doing women's ministry honestly Mm -hmm. um and so um once i got to moody i was like oh i'm I'm a women's ministry major i'm gonna do women's ministry don't don't know exactly what that'll look like but i will do women's ministry it was a great major to study at moody um one of the best parts about moody is the women's ministry major in that whole department and all those professors are awesome 
Wow. Um, we took a class actually called Ministering to Women in Pain, and we read a book in that class called um, Sexuality and Holy Longing. And in that, and I took this class um, my first semester at Moody. Um, in that book was a chapter on birthing babies, and I remember thinking that was so. I'm like, what is this chapter doing in this book? Because um, it, it was kind of like a detour in the book too. Like it was, um, it was yeah, it came out of nowhere. I felt like for the book, but reading the chapter, it totally fit, you mm. know. Um, but in this book, birthing babies. It talked about the history of like childbirth uh, for women and just they had a lot of different studies on how having another woman present um, with uh, uh, a mom during her labor just was so helpful and how that it was such a common thing um, during childbirth. Like it wasn't nobody gave birth by themselves. It was never just you, your partner and um, a doctor. It mm. was it was normally like the women in the village and all the women in the village, Ooh. you know, oldest to youngest. Everybody had a part in bringing, every woman in that village had a part in helping that woman bring forth her baby. Um, and it was just a really, really, it was just such a cool chapter uh, in that book. And I, I read that um, and was like, oh my gosh, I want to help women have their babies. But I don't know how, I don't know what that means. I don't, I know I'm not about to go be a baby nurse. I know <laughs> I I'm not about to go to medical school to be a doctor. Right. Like I knew all those things. So I was like, I don't know how I'm about to do this, but I am one day. And then um, the next semester, I actually took another class um, and we read another book called Half the Sky um, and a very interesting book. Half and, the Sky? Yeah. Okay. So it, it was a book that just talked about all these problems that... Um, I'm sorry, real quick. What was the first book's name? Sexuality and Holy Longing. Okay. Can't remember the author, but you can find it easily. Yeah. I'm sure if you. I'm sorry. Um, no problem. Um, and then Half the Sky, I we read for another women's ministry class, and it's a book about all these problems that women face in other countries. So the the whole purpose of this class was to just honestly to kind of get out of our like American problems. Really like, oh, these are women. We did the whole. This is problems women have in America, and then we went out like, mm. and, and this is what women are dealing with in third world countries and other other places and I remember it was one a hard book to read I, it took me so long I could read it for like 30 minutes at a time and then wow. got to stop because it just it was intense stuff you know um and I read a chapter in that book about a, a young African girl she was 14 and she gave birth in a parking lot by herself um and she yeah she first of all I was in, I'm like she did it her baby was fine and she was fine but the circumstances that made her have to give birth in yeah. a parking lot by herself were just crazy and there was nobody around that could help her and I remember reading that and going like oh my gosh like I like I hope this can't this can't be you know like this cannot be a thing but this was an actual true story it was and then later on that semester I kid you not my roommate had a friend she was the craziest girl I think I ever met. Her name was Pippin. <laughs> and they, like, like the Hobbit. Her name was Pippin. Um, That's awesome. That's amazing. She, and she was awesome. She is from um, Chicago. Her family are like these like urban farmers in Chicago. Super cool. Super interesting. And she had just came back to Moody. Um, and she had spent uh, some time in Africa. And I was like, oh, what were you doing in Africa? And she was like, I was a doula. And I was like, what is a doula, you know? <laughs> and she was like, oh, I, I was um, in Africa and I was helping women deliver their babies. She was, and this is literally right after I read this book. And so I was like, oh my gosh, telling her about this story I just read about in this book. And she said, yeah. So she worked with other like missionary type midwives that went over to, um, 
um, Africa and was helping women who were in brothels and stuff like that and places like that. Wow. Just They weren't wow. like at a hospital, but they were in places where women were having babies in the parking yep. lot, you know, helping them do that. And so she was telling me all about all about her experiences Dang. over there. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's that's what I'm going to do. Like, I am going to be a doula. Like, that, that's how I'm going to help women have babies. Oh my and gosh. I was just a sophomore, I think, at Moody. And so I was like, when I leave Moody, that's what I'm going to do. You know, that that's what I was going to do. And uh, because my roommate was friends with Pippin, I was able to kind of like stalk her journey. And she was um, helping women and doulaing while she was at Moody all over Chicago. She had births. I would watch her be on call and have to go, you know, uh, to a birth and things like that, which was so exciting. And I was just always like, oh, my God, I can't wait. You know, when I leave Moody, when I leave Moody. Um, and then I left Moody came back to Toledo and kind of, I think I was so mad I was in Toledo. I just forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I had forgot about it for a, a little while. Like it wasn't something high on my to-do list in Toledo when I got here. Um, it and, was the thing for when you get to wherever you're. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was like a, when I'm in a place to where I can do that, that's what I'm going to do. Like mm. that, that, that's, what, it, it doesn't fit with my jobs right now. It doesn't fit with what I have going on right now. So it'll have to wait. And then, um, I had um, a friend who, um, it's so funny, his job title in Chicago right now is dream director. So he's a dream director for Chicago Public High School. And so he helped these kids in Chicago Public School um, start working on the dreams that they have now. Like if that your is dream is to be legit. a fashion designer, <laughs> okay, we might we, we can't have you out here like um, running, you know, fashion shows at, uh, New York Fashion Week yet, but you can do a fashion show at your school. You can um, figure out, like, what can we do right now for you to start working on your dream so it's not something you have to do later, right? Is <laughs> like, it so like, cool? I love amazing. his job so much. That's I, an option? Yeah, That's it, what keeps happening to me. I hear all of these people do it. I was like, I did not see that on the list of career yeah, options. Yeah, where was that? Dream director. I don't remember seeing a list. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like firefighter, yeah. policeman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. who, no, who yeah. has a dream director? But, and he's so perfect for it. And so he was um, just starting that job, but it, he... If, like formally, but he really does it all the time. Him and his wife both have these little small businesses where it's just really them living out their passions. He's a florist. I'm like, you wouldn't expect that from him, but it's something he likes to do. It's like, and so he is pursuing his passions and she's a baker. And mm -hmm. it's just been really cool to watch them, uh, to watch their, their passions and dreams get better, you know, and do, doing bigger things and cooler things. And so I was telling him, I said, oh, I wish I could be like y'all. Like, I want to do something. I want to start my own business. And he was like, why can't you? And I was like, don't ever say yeah. that to a dream director. <laughs> yeah. you're like, uh. Seriously, he was like, what? Why can't you? And I was like, because I am yes. in Toledo and I mm. gotta work and I got a full time job and I can't, I, I can't. And, and I was like, and I don't even know what I would do. And I said, what I said was, I can't do anything. Boom. I was like, I can't do anything. <laughs> like, I'm not a baker. I can't make a bouquet of flowers. You know, like I don't have anything to offer somebody. And he was like, well, what do you like to do? And what are you good at it? And What are you good at? And I was joking. And I said, well, I'm good at holding babies. And and I'm, I meant that as a joke at first. But then I was like, no, I really am good at holding babies. Like, I, I actually tell that to people sometimes. Like, when they ask, what can you do? I'm like, I can hold a baby. And I know that sounds like what? But I'm like, everybody can't hold a baby. Um, yeah. And I was like, I can hold a baby. And I can comfort people really well. And he was like, well, there you go. And I was like. You that's nothing. That you that still didn't that still didn't do anything. Yeah. Um. And then in talking with him, I was just like 
going through like actually what do like what do I like what can I do and I was like you know what I was supposed to be a doula you know <laughs> that's what I was supposed oh, yeah. to do seriously it, it kind of just led to that and I was like you know what I can have a doula business is what I is what I said and he said okay and he literally sent me a google calendar reminder for like Monday at 10 30 to FaceTime to talk with him about what I can do in the next few weeks to start a doula business um and he he's awesome if he ever comes to Toledo y'all would need to, to know yeah. him um and he did he he called me and FaceTimed me and he gave me these assignments. He's such an assertive friend too. And I'm so thankful for him. And he was like, okay, why? And, and it was so, I was on the phone and I'm like, this, these are all the reasons why I can't be, do, be a doula right, right now. These are all the reasons why I can't, it won't work. It won't work with my schedule. There, it's like going to be impossible with me full time at the library. I don't even know where to start. You know, honestly, I don't, it's just, and I'm saying this is too much to think about. Like it's too much to think about right now. We got way too much stuff going on. And he was like, okay, well, Here's what I need you to do. In the next three weeks, I need you to contact three doulas and ask them how they got started. And he was like, and it's 2007, it was still 2017. I think you can figure out how to find some doulas. You know? <laughs> and I was like, so he was like, don't even give me another excuse, you know? Yep. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and I, I did. I reached out to some doulas and mm. they kind of was like, well, first you need to start doula training, you know, figure out where you want to get your training at and um, and things like that. And I kind of was like, okay, and I got that, and I still was like, this is just too much. This is too much. It's too much training. It's, it's still, I still felt very overwhelmed with it, and um, um, John kept going. He was like, well, just keep keep going at it is what he said. Keep going at it, and then um, I had a friend, a really good friend of mine who was pregnant, and went before, even um, when she first found out she was pregnant, the first thing that I asked her, I said, can I help you uh, have your baby? And she was like, oh. <laughs> and I... <laughs> I was way too excited. I was so excited when she yeah. was like telling me she was pregnant and she was like, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to help you. That's what I'm going to do. Just let, just say yes. And I can help you. And she's like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. I'm like, we can figure it out together, you know? Yeah. So, um, so she had a baby in September and I got to help her have her baby. Wow. And it was an amazing experience. One, because me and her been friends since seventh grade, you know? Um, and it was, I mean, if you've ever seen a baby being born, it's just an incredible experience. And I literally mm. left the hospital after being there all night. Then I, and I went straight to work because I had to work. Yeah. Yeah, I went to work on zero sleep. Because you're uh, but, not an official right, doing Yeah, that. right, you're right. Um, but I had all this adrenaline. Um, and I was seriously at work Googling do the training. I'm like, oh, i got to get on this right now because I need to do that again, like, wow. tomorrow. Mm. Um, and so... Um, and so, so I did and found some programs and, um, then I still had so many reasons why I wasn't going to work. I'm like, I can't get off of work this, this amount of time for work and, um, how am I going to pay for it? And, um, I did like a GoFundMe cause my friend was like, you just do it. Like, just do it. And, um, that helped out a lot. And then I literally found the perfect training program like as far as like scheduling it worked like for my job it worked out even for like paying for it and things like that was super awesome um and there are like several different types of doulas I should say um and they had a really cool package for if you wanted to train as a birth doula and a postpartum doula and so and I knew I wanted to do both because I like helping people have babies but I love holding babies too so <laughs> I needed both yeah. That, yeah um and so yeah, I found this training and then I had to wait like six months for it. It was so far in advance, oh, yeah. you know. And uh, but it was it was it was great, like counting down each month to get into um, the 
the the training and um i took the training in april of yeah this past april is okay. um i went up to ann arbor um to the center for the childbearing year and took this training and day it was a, a four-day training from like 8 to 6 p.m 8 a.m to 6 p.m day one we had our training and i left i was like this is absolutely everything i was supposed to do i already love it we didn't even make it through the rest of the training and i'm like this is it i can't wait i can hardly sleep at night i cannot wait to get back to learn more you know to just be you want to freaking be, be a doula yes <laughs> I was like, yes. I was, I was sitting there like, I am. This is, I am supposed to do this. I am a doula. Like, I know I gotta go through this training and stuff, but literally, I'm a doula. You know, yeah. like just the definition of it and explaining that first day was just explaining kind of like what what what's the purpose of a doula what what they what they are and a doula the, it's derived from like a greek word that means servant of woman or slave of a woman is what it, it stems yeah. from and just um how and again and it, that that first day of training i was like this is actually i do love women women's ministry and this is why because this is when i think about I think I had such a hard time trying to figure out at Moody how I wanted to do women's ministry when mm. they would ask you, do you want to work for a church? Do you want to do a nonprofit? What do you want to do? Do you want to work with women overseas? And some, some, I mean, some girls there had a, a specific idea and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I like it all. But sitting in that doula training, I'm like, this is, this, this is, is this is it. This oh. is what I want to do when women are giving birth. They are literally in this like super incredible space, but this super vulnerable space. And I just get to care for you at one of your most vulnerable moments ever in life. Like that is, that just That's takes me right back. There it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I did that training in April for my birth doula training and um, was done and left like on the thousand. Like, I'm a doula. Like, I swear I woke up and said that for like seven days straight after I was done with the training. Like, I'm a doula. I'm a doula now. I'm a doula. <laughs> Congratulations. Awesome. Yeah, that, Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. And it's so funny. And people at the library are they ask me sometimes, so I hear you like you want to be a doula. And I'm like, I am oh, a doula. Back off, bro. <laughs> I am I'm a doula. doula. Uh, or they know like I'm in a job transition, I'm leaving the library. Um and they're like, Oh, I hear you're leaving. Is it so you can is it so you can be a doula so you can become a doula? And I'm like, No, I am a doula. So, <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, but <laughs> Doula is a thing. Yes. I'm hopefully transitioning to where it's a thing all the time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh yes. My so yeah, that that's my thing. And that's kind of how I the thing chose me or I chose it. I don't really know how yeah. I don't really know how it works yet, but but yeah. Wow. So September was your first experience yes. of kid coming into the world. Yes. Well, yes, technically, I guess being there. My best friend had a baby right after we graduated from high school and I was away when she actually had a baby had, uh, was in labor and so she Skyped me. FaceTime wasn't a thing yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, I Skyped her <laughs> during yep. her labor. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so oh, man. yeah, and we just had a birth last week, so that was fun too. So, okay. Yeah. So so that was number 2 or you've done more? That was number 2. Oh, yes. Wow. Yes. So cool. Yeah. It is. It is. When uh, now so, I I seriously have like affection for the women like the nurses uh we had midwives yeah in ours and like these women are amazing yeah they are like, yeah some of my favorite people on the planet yeah <laughs> yeah I, don't know, I think kylie had met with them or saw one of them recently and you know they meet so many people yeah and, you know, they're like yeah they don't remember but it's like no i i love you yeah like, <laughs> dude, they're being with us there in those moments yeah and just, yeah yeah, I think just worth, uh, there's a couple of follow-up questions I yeah. have to that, but like before that, just, so one of the questions we'll ask you later is what are you convinced of? But you've reminded me of one of the fundamental things that I've been convinced of, yeah. which are women are just more badass yeah, they are. <laughs> than any guy I've met. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, so my wife, uh, Kate, which I don't know, they might be here. They were going to try to sneak in quiet because the girl's bedtime yeah. is right now, but yeah. <laughs> they might pop. But like she did 
two kids, no drugs whatsoever. Yeah. And just and the reason I think that it, it wasn't it was not because I was in the room. Yeah. Like we had there were two other ladies plus the nursing staff, but our friend Karen, yeah. who she just she has a doula vibe yeah. to begin with, you yeah. know, and she came in here and that that's what she did. Yeah. Right. And then there was midwives involved too in yeah. that process. But it was just like Karen and then um, my mother in law Teresa yeah. in the room and like <laughs> I took a nap. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Like, good, 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 good job. Good job, babe. Yeah. I have no idea what's happening. I want to know, uh, but it's just amazing. Yeah. But then, then the follow up to that is like, yeah, my, my, our kids are born and that's such a cha- life changing experience and seeing it like, and plus I have ADHD. And so every day that you see something new, you're like, I want to do that. But yeah. there was, there's this like visceral memory in my head of going like, a person just like fully emerged into the world, mm-hmm. man, I wish this could be like every day. Yeah. Uh, like me experiencing that. It's just so cool that yeah. you were pursuing that. It, it's so, oh it gosh. is so cool. What is it like to see a kid born? It is, it, it is literally breathtaking. It is. And it is, it's, it, I like pause. Like the last two that I, I can very vividly remember, like mm-hmm. just pausing in that moment, like, oh my gosh, this is a whole person, yeah. you know, right right here, right now. And we've been here all night for this person. Everybody here in this room is here for this <sighs> one person. And it is. So that is always like my first thought when I first see that baby head come out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there, 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 there he is. Oh. There she is. And everybody here is for you. And then it is just... It's just incredible. Both births, you know, one was my dear friend. This other family, um, we we weren't friends, you know, like before. Um, I knew who they were, but I mean, I'm the, the dad is crying, the mom is crying, I'm crying. Like I'm a part of this family too, and we yeah. just had a baby, you know, because it is so. I'm like, oh my gosh, this this is a person, and it is also really really cool to see the parents, you know, mm. reaction. And mm. so I always I always feel like I noticed I noticed that too, like mom or dad first, and you can just see, especially that mom, like who like maybe 10 minutes before it's like i can't do this oh my gosh i'm not i'm never doing this again don't talk to me don't look at me i hate everybody and then um they see (laughs) they see the baby and it's like everything about them change and they you can literally see like this is their baby and they're like this is what i did this for and both Mm. at least these last two the dads were literally in awe and it that is the coolest thing like no they have no aware like nothing they are not aware of anything else right now but the fact that this baby is right here you know and it is it is really cool to just observe all those things that is amazing yeah wow what a man so one of the things i'm not 100 percent sure how you follow up this i know (laughs) you did the mic drop signal oh man yeah i I think i think we got it all guys (laughs) (laughs) everyone be in awe of life it it is is so cool it makes me like i think about the midwives like when they could do this they literally do this every day they come to work and nine times out of ten they will see a new a new person coming into this world now sometimes you can come in you can you know you can welcome a family in but you don't stay long enough to where they deliver but still like every day they get to see you or you get to meet i had a friend ask me she asked me this and i i didn't think about it this way she was like isn't it so cool that you are like one of the first people that someone will meet and i was like that is kind of weird but kind of cool to think about you know i mean even the midwives and nurses in that room too like well do you like you are some of the you are one of the first people that this person will come into contact with you know this is these are this person's first moments and um one of the things we learned in our doula training is like how much intention matters and how much like um how you walk into a space and things like that so like if i'm going to a birth 
I need to forget about everything that I got going on because this mm-hmm. space is not about me. And even in those first moments when that child is born and things like that, to just know like this, this is such a special place, a sacred space, holy ground, literally. Mm-hmm. And what are you like, what are you bringing to this space? What are you bringing to this, this life's first moments? And it is so, it's kind of terrifying, honestly, to think about sometimes. Um, but it's also really cool to know, like you could, you could bring peace to this you know, um, space you can bring, you can help bring comfort to this space and things like that. And I just, I just love it so much. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That is amazing. Well, I don't know much about, uh, postpartum doula. Yeah. I mean, what is that? Yeah. So, um, and I, I'm actually taking that training in October, but the postpartum doula is really, again, just another comfort measure for the mom or family, especially for, um, like first time moms It's mm-hmm. um, who they can come in and they kind of are like, um, I guess in my mind, I'm like, it's the same role as a birth doula, but a little different. Um, but it is, it's so many different things depending on what that mom or family needs during the postpartum period. If it is like um, a first child for a family, typically the postpartum doula is just there to reassure that mom that it's okay yeah. that you have no idea what to do with a child, you know? <laughs> that's um, huge. Like yeah, it that's is okay, huge. you know? Um, and it's also, they are also there, the postpartum doula can serve honestly as like a therapist or a counselor because a lot of the postpartum period um, especially like those first few weeks and months like a, a mom's hormones are all over literally all over trying to rebalance and so the postpartum doula is sometimes just a friend to talk to you know where especially someone that um it could be helpful too especially if i'm not a family member you can say something to me and i won't judge i like i can have no judgment and even if you feel like i did you don't have to see me ever again you know you yeah, won't see me yeah. at every christmas if you you know if you didn't <laughs> yeah. want to um so postpartum doula help in that in that way just being like that objective yeah. person to talk to or another safe space but we also will learn things about just like what seriously like do you need to call the doctor for this or you really don't have to this is normal stuff or mm. um they teach you some things when you leave the hospital but um in every hospital is different but like this is how you can swaddle a baby and if you wanted to i can teach you how to you know p- put your baby on the sleep schedule you know this is how you start doing that those kinds of things or um if you don't want any of that kind of help the postpartum doula can come in and say hey i can wash and fold the baby's clothes for you and put them in the drawer so that's one less thing so you can sit there and hold your baby enjoy the you know baby. and yeah, just yeah. enjoy the baby or um i can help you know prep bottles if you need bottles prepped or do or wash the baby bottles and things like that um so th- the postpartum or it could be too if you have other if you have other children mm-hmm. like helping helping those children adjust to a baby you know so it's like um because especially if you have little ones and this is just from no like studying like do i want to do postpartum doula but yeah like helping your the younger the other siblings understand like you know mommy and daddy going this little baby um they love you too you know they still love you too but this little baby is your brother or sister and they need a little extra care here's how you can help and here's how you can hold the baby and here's how you can help you know everybody um so it so the postpartum doula is is a very wide spectrum of yeah. what you kind of can do, but it's still, it's that, that support and care after the birth. And it can be, and it mm. could just be, I could just be like a place of information. Like I won't, you don't offer advice. Like, uh, don't feed your baby. Well, unless it's something like definitely don't feed your baby pop, you know, but <laughs> right. if you are trying to decide which formulas to feed your baby, if you want to breastfeed or not, doulas can be, doulas can be also another objective person. If you got a whole family of women who are breastfeed and you are thinking you want to do formula, you talking to them, they're going to be like, what's wrong with you? Why wouldn't you? you they could do that. They might, not but that might be a hard question to ask someone who just um does breastfeeding so just being able to sit down and say well here are the benefits of breastfeeding here are the benefits of baby formula like this is your option you can choose whichever you want to do benefits of baby formula is sleep 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you get a lot of free time, you do. Yes. You absolutely do. Um, you, yeah. And so it's, it's kind of helping the, them see those options. We did not do that. The other benefit, yeah. of, like, <laughs> the other benefit of baby formula is I get to feed. Yeah. 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 Late night feeds. Yeah. Like I, we, yeah. Claire, the first one was breastfed for the most part. And yes, you can pump and try, yeah. you know, but that's, it, it's limited. Yeah. But Reed very quickly went on to formula and I wouldn't trade those. Yeah. That time for yeah anything yeah. like being able to be up late with him and yeah. feed him yeah oh, man bouncing yeah. on the yoga ball yep that was, <laughs> that's what we uh, did late night that's so cool it's almost like the so that version of doula like they walk into a space and they're just asking the question how can i make this good yep ah, yeah that is so yeah. cool yeah, it is. We need a lot more doulas in we the world. Do, we do, we do, we <laughs> yeah. do. I mean, they are there are like um, death doulas is what they're called. So like our end of life doulas, some people call them different things, but it's the same thing. But like um, they work in like hospice places, you know, like that. And they seriously just come in. How can I how can I help this situation be better? Because it's a tough situation. You know, like I'm not saying how can I take the pain away from it, but how can I help you cope with it better, basically? Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Death doula. The, yeah. The other thing um, with the postpartum doula, um, the uh, I, because in our society, especially with parenting, we've become very isolated. Yeah. Like you were talking about the tri- like the groups, and the, the community would yeah. birth the baby, and like and then you help the community helps raise the baby. And as a society today, we are very isolated, especially in parenting. Parenting for whatever reason is don't tell other people how I parent, and yeah. don't ask for help, and don't tell me what to do. And um, we are. I think we're su- uh, we're suffering. A lot of women are suffering yeah. from isolation and not having that. Like, is this okay? Is this not okay? Like, what am what am I feeling? Yeah. And having somebody there to help rebuild a little bit of that community, man, to help each other walk through that. That's incredible. Yeah. I, I just read this um, piece. I wish I'm, I'm gonna need to look it up, but it was about the idea of it, again hitting on that isolationist kind of society that we're leaning into it was the idea from like the evolutionary perspective of the hunter-gatherer society mm-hmm. where there was always groups like women survived in groups of women and that's when they were most healthy yeah. and, and same is probably true of men but the report the, the piece was on uh, women and then looking at kind of our cultural dynamics today of of um the pendulum swing so far into the individual i'm there is there is truth like like I said earlier like women are the most badass right like but then we can maybe yeah we're going so far into just me is enough like I should be able to figure all of this out myself it's so cool that you're trying to figure out how to to help people one of the I think it was just the book title the first book title um uh sexuality and holy longing or maybe it was your um women's ministry in that book that's what it was in the book there was the chapter titled like uh ministering to women in pain right that was the class that was the class yes um what what are your like beliefs thoughts ideas on ministering to women in pain yeah um that yeah and that class was taught by this incredible lady she was um a therapist and she just had a lot of, she gave a lot of insights, but my thoughts on ministering to women in pain is a lot of times it is, it's literally just being present with them, like present in whatever space they, they are in. Like in that class, we talked and we didn't even talk about birthing babies in the class. It was just something it was in that chapter, but we talked a lot about, you know, ministering to, to women who were, um, going through a divorce or who suffer from a miscarriage or sexual assault or just some type of betrayal or mm. lost a child or lost a husband or lost a friend, just being, um, just in pain. And, in um, and in an extreme way, it kind of was, we, we had a lot of extreme ex- examples, but, um, 
we learned a lot of little strategies, but it literally just came down to being present in that moment and seriously being um, present. And by being present, you can be aware of what what needs to be said, what does not need to be said. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it is just having somebody there, um, just having somebody there, so you know you're not not alone. So that, yeah, the presence piece. Yeah. Which again, that's the doula vibe. Yeah. You're going in. Yeah. How do I make this good for you? Ah, yeah. uh, dang. That is really cool. So what is building what is building this thing? Like what are the tensions you find yourself in? Yeah. Going like because you're not dueling, I don't think, seven nights a week right no, now. Or no. yeah, yeah. What's it looking like? No. So um yeah, the the biggest tension is just time, honestly. Um I feel well, I I mean, I guess if well, nope. If I had more time, I would have more clients. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I can't have more clients because I don't have time right now um, because it is such an on-call lifestyle. It is It is not... I mean, I can't p- plan on Thursdays. I'm going to have a baby from 5 to 9. Yeah. You know, like yeah, it, just, right. it just doesn't work that way. Um, and so for me, it is the tension of how do I use my time because I am not a full-time doula. I still have to go to work. Um for for now, I still have to go to work some other way, but I still need to allow time to um, pursue clients, to meet with clients, to and then I need to have the flexibility in my schedule to go when I need to go, you know. Um, and um, for for me right now, that's just the biggest. I think about that often, like how and it's still like I'm always like, actually, how is this gonna work? You know, like <laughs> this last birth worked out perfectly, but what about the next one? You yeah. know, how is this actually gonna work? And then with the time piece, it is. I mean, and it just come back to I gotta go to work because right yeah. now it's not it's not a a, a self funding thing or like a fully funded me thing to live. Um, so that that would that would be it, honestly. Time, yeah. yeah. Just making more time for yeah. it. So is that, uh, you said you were leaving the library? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it is, so I'm going to go work for Young Life and do Ooh. Young Lives. And I work with teen moms because I'm all about that childbirth and yeah. pregnancy. What's and the name of that? Uh, young Lives. Oh, young, young Lives. Lives. Yes. Okay. Young Lives. And it is, um, I absolutely lo- love Young Lives because it's, again, it is literally, I still get to be a doula doing Young Lives. It's mm. that care for women before, during, and after childbirth. Um, and um, I think it is, at least with the teen moms, it's just a really special place for me because, I mean, uh, my best friend was a teen mom. My mom was a teen mom. Her mom was a teen mom. My dad's mom was a teen mom. Um, my family yeah. literally thinks I'm crazy that I am 25 with no children. They're like, what? <laughs> you know, because in our family, it's yeah. like we we have babies in our teens, I guess. Um, and so teen moms are have a real special place for me. And Man. if I could do love for all the teen moms in Toledo, I, that would that be That would dream. be the jam. Yeah. Um, so so that will, that will um, give me more flexible time. So I'm really looking forward to to that to that switch just to be able to have more time and to be be able to set my own schedules and readjust my own schedule easily so right yeah oh my goodness teen moms that is that's a scary yeah it yeah. happens a lot yeah a ton yeah Man, that's incredible i'm really pumped for your yeah. <laughs> journey <laughs> it's really cool to hear about um man i keep hearing family members are home yeah. hi family um man Okay, so the plan is to go young li- young lives. That'll free up time to some degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then you'll be able to. What is building this business like? What What's the ideal? What's this thing look like when it's fully yeah flesh- birthed? Yeah, <laughs> um, good one. Uh. <laughs> so it would it would look like where I could even I, I do love young lives, but where I don't one I don't have to. My, my only income would be from doing, you know, yeah. um, um, but in order for that to happen, I need to be in a space where I can have consistent clients or know, like I can have three births a month, 
you know, and charge this amount of money and um, for each birth so I could, you know, live. Um, that That is that's the goal but um to get there uh first step is, is kind of freeing up my schedule a little bit to pursue yeah. more um like i said i'm also gonna take my postpartum doula training which will also allow um i could have just been a birth doula you can just be a postpartum doula but um i got more to offer people as both you know yeah. so i yeah. could maybe just because i am your birth doula or if i wasn't your birth doula i can still be a postpartum doula and the timing of postpartum doulas is a little different because i can't schedule that time right um because we're, you know, we're not waiting on the baby to come. The baby is already here. So, um, that is, that, that's, that's kind of like my next step too, is getting that postpartum training. And then you can do your training and you leave your training and you are a doula, uh, but you can do some other certifications with, within the, um, the organization that I chose to, um, work with, which is Dona, doulas in North America. Um, and, (laughs) Donut. Um, and, and so, um, for me building that going forth in the certification process, just so I can, so I cannot just be a doula, but I can be a certified doula. And it seems like it's like in the process, I'm like, this is so stupid kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. this is just like, I, and I, okay, I am so not, um, I am always against the system, it seems like. And I'm always like, this is just a way for it to be a system and it taking over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be the way. Ever since I was mold. in kindergarten, I'm like, oh, he's just trying to make us. Um, and so, it, but I get the certification process, but. Um, but it's, it's something that you you got to document so many births and you have to fill out a lot of paperwork and you got to pay money um, for, for it. Um, but once you finish it all, you are a certified doula and it is a way you can like charge and feel confident about what you are charging. Because you can yeah. say, I've I've done the training. I've did, I put in this work. I even put in this extra work. So um, and it's a it's like it's a value thing kind of like. Yes. Um, and so. But it, it can take some time because it depends on how much time you have. You need um, three births to document. And cool, if you have all the time, you can go find three women and you can knock them three births out in a month if you have the time to do that. If not, it might take you uh, three months or six months, depending, just depending on your time. And um, they give you about three years after you take the training to fulfill the certification requirements if you wanted to. So yeah. um, so that's really cool. So I am trying to certify um, as a, a birth doula and my postpartum training will be in October and I will, will want to certify as a postpartum doula also. And so I will just be, I think my first, my first building blocks will just be certifying and, and seeing, doing what I need to do to document those three births and those um, three families that I will work with for some hours, you know, after their baby is born. Um, and once I do that, um, I think I, I'm not too sure yet. Once yeah. I do that, I, I'm not too sure. But um, those, I know one of those things was what, what does the six months look like? And I think that that's how I plan to spend my next six months as mm-hmm. like building into my building business. Just, yeah. um trying to certify. Investing in yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you know you're bringing, yeah. you're bringing the goods yeah. when it comes yeah. down to it. Yep. Man, that's really cool. Uh, oh, my brain just did the, I have a question and it's gone. Does that often. Um, uh it might come back. It might. It's probably not gonna. It's fine. Um, man, I want it to come back. I was so curious. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Uh, part of it. No, 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 no. Oh, uh, one of the things that's really interesting to me is um, when you get into the space of like use the phrase "this is stupid." Mm-hmm. Um, is that like what is the internal messaging about yourself look like when it comes to this crazy, amazing? Like, is that the primary message you wind up coming back to? Or how do you think about yourself in this process? Um, I think 
the it's well my this is stupid is the certification part okay gotcha um and the and what i think is stupid is the amount of paperwork and how much money <laughs> they want you to pay to certify yeah, yeah. um it's worth it but but i think my honestly my internal message um it, it has some work but i was just telling somebody this yesterday mm. and i really the message that i tell myself is that i am a, like it sounds weird i am a product you know i am a service i am a good that people can buy you just brought it, the question back okay. sweet yeah, great. like and so my internal message is like i do have something to offer this space yeah i do have something to offer this mom i do have something to offer um this family and it is myself so mm. i don't even have to figure out what it is it's myself uh. you know so that that is that is what i've been telling myself these past couple months and at this birth that I was at last week where I'm like, okay, okay. Um, no, I, I'm here. This is, I'm, we, this is good. Like I'm here and I will, I will just be here and I will give myself to her in this, in this space. Like do what, whatever you need me to do. Um, and also my, like knowing myself as I, I know I, I'm a caring person. I am, and I don't say this, like I'm the friend that people love to talk to, but like you learn about yourself and I know that I am, I know that I can be a comforting person and I know that, I also know that I can be convincing. So mm-hmm. when I need to tell a mom, like, no, 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 you can do this. Like, I, I know I can do that. So, Dude. um, that, that's, that's, that's been my internal message with yeah. this whole process is. I love that idea of no, 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 you can do this. Like you're using that power of convincing yeah. to in, empower other people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so cool. Um, what my, my guess is like getting to be able to, to provide the service of yourself doula um, to a couple or to a mom is mm-hmm. a very relational, like a long-term build. Yeah. So I, but I am curious about like, so this last family mm-hmm. that you helped with, you didn't know them. What was like the, how, what's the sales pitch? Yeah. So it really is. So another thing they asked you, they, in our doula training, they were really helpful about like, what do you bring to the table? Like what are, what's going to be your selling point or, um, because you are like, what do you bring? And some people were saying like, you know, I'm a really good communicator or I am, um, a really, I'm really convincing. And from, I was sitting there and I was like, I know, I feel like I am a warm relational person. So my sales pitch is, uh, I can tell you how I'm going to give you all the facts about how having a doula present can help. But other than that, I'm literally going to be myself because I, I am a relational person. I think I am a warm person. And I think people will get that if you just, if we just sit down and talk. So, Mm. um, like they, they, um, so I knew them through like a mutual friend actually. And so they kind of shot me a Facebook message and I invited them to my house um, for our first doula meeting where I want to tell you about a doula. So I would, all, I think my sales pitch is always going to be, I love coffee shops and I love those spaces, oh, yeah. but I would rather, can I come to your house or you come to my house? And it can be kind of weird, but that's just the first step. Like it's, we, I mean, it's going to get a lot weirder. You know? <laughs> okay. A lot closer. So, you know, come, come on over to my house, sit on my yeah. couch. Let me talk to you in a comfortable space where you can see, I feel comfortable. So you can feel comfortable. So mm, yep. that, that's, that's my sales pitch, you know, mm, so, inviting them into a yeah. vulnerable place or yeah. inviting yourself into their mm-hmm. vulnerable place, man. Just starting the relationship yeah. off right yeah oh. because that that that'll that's honestly what it'll make the sale too like dude i could tell you all the facts about at least that's what i would think i could somebody could tell me i mean and i've had it like with doctors and other things like yeah everything you're saying is great but i don't like you so i don't want you to touch me you know yeah. or like yeah. something about you doesn't feel safe or i feel like you just telling me something you don't actually care about me mm. so i'll see you later you know so the the sales pitch has to know like I care. You know, I want to be yeah. here. I want you to be here. Yeah. Let's be friends. <laughs> so. People, y'all need to get pregnant soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I finished my training. I text all my friends like, who is going to get pregnant? <laughs> <best?"> so. 
<laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. How uh, so? You're kind of Toledo area right now. Yeah. Like when it comes to someone potentially needing a doula, how far? What's kind of in your mind? Like here's the range. Yeah. Um. It would be somewhere, but like if it takes me longer than an hour to drive, that would be too far. Yeah. Because okay. I could very well miss, miss the birth. The, yep. Yeah. So, yeah. um. So the Toledo area, Northwest Ohio. I mean, some parts of Michigan is. Yeah. You, you know. It, right over the little borderline, you know? So um, it really would just depend on where the woman is choosing to give birth. Even some places in Sandusky, um, I could get to in a reasonable amount of time where I wouldn't feel like you won't even get to get the product. I won't even be there. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had, I mean, I I went to Moody in Chicago and there's a lot of pregnant people in Chicago. And, and I, I think this, I literally, I don't want to sound like I think I'm so awesome, but I think it <laughs> attests to like my relationability with people, if that's the word. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I mean, people in Chicago is like, so is four hours too long? Like, I really want you to be my doula just because of the relationship we had in Chicago. And wow. I'm like, I can tell you there's some doulas in Chicago. And right. they're like, no, but I want you yeah, to be here, you, you know? Come. And I'm like, I, I wish I could be there, but I wouldn't be doing you no favor. Like it wouldn't yeah. be good because I, I mean, I wouldn't get to be there. So that there. would be yep. a, a very high risk, not smart at all. Oh my goodness, no. that is amazing. Well, and hopefully the young lives will put you into some situations. Yeah, I mean, and it, it already be, has. It yeah. already has. Another thing doulas can do, they can advocate. Mm-hmm. Um, not some. We got some great hospitals and midwives and nurses in Toledo, um, and my experiences with them have been great. But. Um, there are some spaces in hospitals where doctors don't care. Midwives don't care as much as you would hope them to do, uh, help them to be. Um, and I've even had like a, a teen mom who was just in a real tough situation. And this was also before I kind of did my doula training. And she's like, Miss Tiana, I don't know who I'm going to call when I go into labor. And I'm like, girl, you better call me. Like, yeah. call me. I don't care what time it is. And 1 a.m. one night she called me and I was like, oh, I know why she's calling. And then even getting her there, she was this young black teen mom. And I kid you not, the, the staff was so rude to her. Mm-hmm. Like, so disregarding of what she was saying and was just like well why haven't you been drinking water and why and i'm like what why are you talking to her like that you know um and she was just a young girl and so just being able to have somebody to say um doulas i I can't give medical advice i can't advise uh, i can't tell the doctors this is what we can do but i can go in there and like i told this girl i I can interrupt the nurse and I can say, Hey, tell me what you told me in the car or tell me what you said last night. Um, because she, cause this young girl don't feel comfortable interrupting this woman, right. but I, I totally will because she being rude to you and you are in labor. And you know, sometimes <laughs> they, they were kind of like, mm, we like to send you home. And I'm like, I'm not taking her home. So <laughs> let's, you know, like let's figure this out. And so do let's get to, get to yeah, kind of play advocate. that advocate role. Mm-hmm. And I think with my team moms, I think a lot of that, I'll get to, I'll have to do some of that for them. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. They're about to do the most crazy thing on the earth. <laughs> and then <laughs> they're 16 yeah. years old. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is a cool gig. Super cool. It is. Dang. Yeah. Man. Tim, you have thoughts, questions? Um, I, I've just been, I'm sorry. I have been like just enthralled with the story. I know. <laughs> 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 what next? Oh my gosh. It is incredible. Um, so what are you kind of switching gears? What are you in your time so far on the planet? (laughs) What have you come to be just convinced of? Oh man, a lot of things, but, um, you literally stole my answer kind of seriously. I, um, especially, I mean, it is switching gears, but I think it goes to why I'm so passionate about working with teen moms and being a doula and just supporting women is because I am so convinced that women will change the world and Mm. they are, and Mm. that women supporting women will, will do so much more for um, 
the state of our world yeah. than anything could be Man. than anything else right now. So, yeah. um, and I could give so many reasons why, but I just think if women <clears throat> were was able to support women fully and for women to know the truth about being a woman and how awesome it is, um, it would just it would change a lot of things. Like I, I, I just I really, really do. Um I'm convinced of that. And I'm, I guess I'm also convinced that not all women know mm. how much they are worth and how valuable they are and how mm. much of a game changer. They, mm. Like literally women <laughs> are what brings humans into the world. Nobody like y- y'all can't do that. You nope. know, like we, nope. you get to, you get to bring forth humanity, you know, yeah. like women get to do that. And I don't, I don't think all women understand that. Yeah. And not that they, not that they like all women need to have to want a baby. They don't. Mm-hmm. But just that, I think that idea of like, just to know that is just so cool. And to know that you, that's the coolest thing. And I feel like I'm going to go on a tangent here, but you hear so many negative things about pregnancy and about childbirth and how painful it is and how, Oh, I got to take time off work or I don't want to do. And those are valid things to be concerned about. But I think it goes to show you how we value women because we make these things a problem. Like, no, it's not. That's not a problem. You know, it shouldn't be a problem. But yeah. the way we are taught about these things, they mm. are a problem. It's a problem that you got to take off 12 weeks to three to, yep. to six yep. months yep. to take care of a baby. Like, why is why is that a problem? How come this can't be normal? You know, yeah. like that's just what yeah. it well, is. Not, not only normal, but like extremely celebrated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Extremely celebrated. Man, you talking right there just made me like. I'm excited that my girls are going to grow up in a world where, like, you're in it. <laughs> right? And that we can voice what you just said in this, this space. I mean, just looking at um, just looking at some of the stuff I've, I've seen firsthand in, like, in the 2000s yeah. in church land. Yeah. Where just the messaging that comes through, uh, whether purposefully or accidentally yeah. towards women is like, oh. Yeah. But, yeah, just hearing someone with that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Women are just incredible through and through and they literally will change the world. And if I think if, if we and I, and I think a part of that, like I said, it's because we can bring forth humanity. And also, I mean, like in our culture, in our world, women stay at home a lot. You know, mm-hmm. they do. And that's that shouldn't be a problem. It should be celebrated. But I remember having this conversation at Moody when it comes when it came down to like if women should be at Bible college, should we study theology? <laughs> Absolutely. Because guess who's at home with the kids all the time? The, the mommy. Yeah. So if you want to teach your kids truth and you want to teach them things, primary you know, spiritual, if you if we want to just go that route, that's that's <laughs> one of the reasons why I think women should study theology because they gonna stay at home with the kids. Right. So they should be able yeah. to teach the kids. Something, oh, man. You know, and that, there's that so is many just of these. <laughs> <my job laughs> those like, are just. Like, I mean, it, that's mm. just, it's making me think of Moody and how okay. you would get in conversations. And I'm like, why? I, I have, so my, my question is, is there something you, uh, like, you want to, I have been having a hard time forming this question. Um, you would like to say or advice, you, you know, you talk, um, talking a lot about women supporting women. Mm-hmm. What about, what is it that men need to do to support women? What does it look like from your perspective to say you guys need to be changing this behavior or this is what I want to say to men? Is there is there anything you want mm-hmm. to say that's like because as a society, yes, women are going to change the world and we're changing and I, I want to see yeah. it move faster. I want to be part of that support. And I think there's a lot of men that want to see that um, and hear the message of going support women. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um. Oh man, that's a good question. And I don't know. I don't mean to put you on the spot yeah, on that one. Cause I, I realize that's a, just thinking, I don't know if it's that much different than the message I would tell women too. That's what I've... Um, because it's, yeah, I think it's just that 
if I'm, and it's so funny, I'm thinking of like my friends, like, what would I tell my friends? Like, what would I want them to know? And it's something that I would want women to know too is, and it's just the same that like, not the, I mean, not the whole like women are as strong as men. Yeah. Um, not, not, I don't, I don't know how to say it without, because it's, cause I don't, cause I don't need to be as strong as a man. Cause I'm a woman. You know what I mean? I don't know if that makes sense. Like I don't have yes. to be, oh, yeah. um, I don't have to, I don't have to be able to do what you can do as a man because I'm a woman and that is just, whatever I do as a woman is just as powerful as what you bring to the table as a man, whatever that is, you know, so um, that, that is, that's, that's what I would say. (laughs) So, and I would, I would say if guys could help, if that's, that's what guys help women realize that. So like, this is. I feel like I'm on my soapbox, but it's and like and it's it's such a balance. Like you don't have to tell like dads with their daughters. And uh, I think about my dad because I think he was pretty good at this. Like for he doesn't have to like make me strong by like let me make you an athlete because boys are athletes and they run fast. Right. Like you don't that's not making your daughter strong. Mm-hmm. You know, like that that is that's still you still put setting her up to compete with me and when she literally doesn't have to, when she can just be herself. And if as a girl she's like, Nope, I just want to be a princess and I want to do ballet, cool. Go yeah, hardcore yeah. at her ballet like you would at her track meet or her yeah. basketball game or whatever. Um and let her know that like her just her being her is just as good it's, it's her being strong. It's her being tough or whatever whatever the language is you want to use a threshold kind of like oh my gosh help your women in your life like what is their threshold and and green light them yeah and it's there's um elizabeth elliott she has a book called let me be a woman and she it's from a quote that she says and it's literally just let me be a woman and Mm. that is i remember in that book and reading that little chapter and her the quote is something like let me be a woman accepting everything that God has for me with open hands or something like something like that. But it's just that first line that I love. Like, yeah, let me be a woman. Like, mm. don't let me, whatever that means for me, let me be a woman. Don't try to make me be, not, you yeah. know? Um, and so that is let women be women and not make it a problem. So. Man. So, and that fundamental belief that women are strong, like, to out of the gate. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like it's not a, you're here to come up to, the man's yeah. level yeah. of strength. I think from a, like a personal, we're going to hit what? 13 years of marriage this year. 12. 13, oh man, I'm all messed up. It's, <laughs> it's going to be a long time. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I think in you saying that whole, like the power thing or just letting them be who they are. I think part of who they are is recognizing that there's inherent strength already there. The untapped, yeah. uh, s- scary potential yeah. <laughs> like if you can survive that you can do anything you want like yeah. I, yeah. I have no proving ground like yeah. that um but going like i think maybe one of the things this is in response to <laughs> to your question to her yeah. but it yeah. triggered thought of i think in our relationship one of the things that's consistently caused the most problems have been the the narrative of masculinity uh especially when it comes to protector mm-hmm. um because what what that's done in our actual relationship is I start to think that I have to protect the most powerful person in the room when it's Kate and I in the mm-hmm. room from my interior mm. emotional state, you know? Like, yeah. Like I have to filter it down to mm. a weaker level in yeah. order to like let it out. And I, so like in some ways it's just recognizing like I'm talking to somebody who is designed for strength and struggle. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And so I me filtering myself or weakening myself in order to protect yeah. creates a, a really distorted version of myself. 
and then doesn't let her it hasn't let kate in different times know who i actually am yeah and that creates all sorts of dis- dysfunction and so like and then i realized there's all all sorts of power dynamics and and like a physical presence in a relationship yeah. right so it's going like uh, the thing that i'm always tending to weaken are mm-hmm. the the most powerful parts mm-hmm. of the emotional state yeah. and the interior hopes and yeah. dreams and fears and it's like well i got to I'm going to try to wall that up a little bit. Yeah. And it just creates a space where it's like, well, then she's already strong enough to handle it. Yeah. She's like a human being. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's interesting. Yeah. Sorry. That was my tangent. No, oh, I yeah. wanted to ask that question. And it's in no way like trying to bring up this difference or bash men yeah. by right. any means. Um, but it is a narrative in our society yeah. of like, what, what is this discussion or, you know, this discussion and, um, and, and honestly, there is still tons of men out there that are completely oblivious to this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like naive and not, not that they were going to be listening, but hopefully one or two here and yeah. hear the message again of like <laughs> me, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. And a lot of times for just men that are trying to shift and change, we're, ta- we're, we're talking about cultural narratives that have been built in from yeah. many of our births. Yeah. And so trying to shift those. Um, That's why I'm excited. My daughter's living the world. Where yes. You live. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> you're describing. It's I know. Like, I know. Uh, just imagining that world is uh, like where every girl is brought up with that messaging. Yeah. Like that's a better world. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I like hope I, I mean, I don't have kids, but I want like 10 of them one day. And I swear, I hope I have like nine daughters. I really do. Yes. Just, just because, just so I can let them be daughters and let them be let girls. Let them fully and embrace who I, they are. You know, got those friends that's like, oh my gosh, what if you want 10 kids? What if they are all girls? And I'm like, oh, okay, we got to have a conversation. Because <laughs> the fact that you just are like yeah. worried about having all girls, let um, me know we got some, you got some weird uh, thinking going on up there. Is. So yeah. <laughs> that it's been weird in some situations where um, knowing friends, you know, where I've got two daughters and like they're the best. Yeah. But there's always the, do you wish you had a son? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I don't even know. I, I gotta go. <laughs> you know, yeah, like that yeah, is such a yeah. like they might be asking that genuinely. Yeah. Like, do you wish that? Yeah. But like, I don't know. There's. And if I had a son, I'm sure I'd be like, yeah, this is yeah. great. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Just like There's I nothing am. wrong with boys or having right, sons, right. but. It's interesting, though. It just keeps happening yeah. where it's like, or I've overheard the other conversations where it's, um, uh, it, it's heartbreaking, like usually brings tears to my eyes when I talk about it. But when I hear conversations uh, or over, I've overheard conversations where there, there is a guy who has audibly said things like, if she is pregnant with a girl, yeah, I'm so mad. Yeah, like what the yeah. hell is wrong? Yeah, it that is. we live in this weird. Yeah, and it goes down to like, well, gotta be able to pass on the name. Yeah, what? Yeah. I already started that conversation with Claire yeah. <laughs> about her last name. <laughs> I and I told her I said I have a personal preference here. Mm-hmm. I prefer you don't ever. I I prefer you keep your last name. Uh-huh. That but that will be your decision, right? When you get older. Yeah. Yeah. But you get to decide that. Yeah, like don't do it because it's what. Yeah, because that's been a thing. It's about you. We've had these. I've asked a lot of people like, why did you change your last name? Like, not that you can't, not even like, but you know, it's just it's an interesting thing, and I don't think it necessarily comes from great places. The whole like last name change, like so, like like, property exchange. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like that. that, I don't think it comes from like very good places. So it's like as a tradition. Like I don't think like she as she grows. Like I don't want her growing up with the idea that oh that's. I just changed my last name. Yeah. You don't, she doesn't have to. Yeah. yeah. Like if she wants to carry on my name or the Daniel's name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like do it. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Her name. Make yeah. him change his name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want children? Yeah. <laughs> I love oh, it. It's funny. Oh my but, gosh. Man. I'm so I feel so lucky to be talking to you today. Oh my gosh. You're so like, fun. This is amazing. Sucking me out about life right now. Um at what how are you doing on time? It's ten o'clock. You I'm feeling good. Okay? I'm good. I don't have to work you until twelve okay? noon. I'm working. Yeah. Okay. Um, what? Uh, any insecurities you've struggled with and how you've got through them in your life? Just in general, or like as a doula? <laughs> 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 we they can go both, but absolutely. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, oh man, so many. There is like I, I feel like um, one of well, I guess one of the biggest, and I see it shows show up in different places, even as like even as being a doula, or even thinking of like all the different spaces I got to be a part of and navigating and like um, growing up how I grew up and getting to go to some of these places where I'm like, Oh, like I don't, I don't belong here. I'm the problem or things like that. I feel like I get very insecure about, um, almost like literally about who I am, how I grew up or what my mm. family is mm. like, or, you know, um, especially before I went to, it's so interesting how, it, how easily it can switch and change from like uh, me being going to like central Catholic here in, in, or in Toledo. And I went to like, Robinson Elementary, which at the time was literally like the worst kind of wow. <laughs> school you like ever. Uh, and I only laugh because I'm like, I don't even understand how I learned anything. I don't, I really don't. So getting to Central Catholic, I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing here? You know? Um, and people even there were like, oh, you're going to struggle here or this is a very different place. And I'm mm. like, I know. Like, you don't got to remind me. I know, but you just reminded <laughs> me. So now I'm like, oh, uh. I don't know if I can do this. Um, to even like, I mean, transition into Moody, a very white space, a very Christian space. And yes, I was a Christian, but I did not grow up watching VeggieTales. I did not grow up going to church. Not a like, Christian. Yeah, I didn't grow up a Christian. No, seriously. And so I'm like, ooh, they, everybody here, dad is a pastor or a missionary. Yeah. And I'm like, my dad is not, my parents is not, you know? So um, having those insecurities of like, I don't know, I don't mm. know if I can sit here. I don't know if I have something to offer based mm. in, in these spaces. Like what can I offer these spaces? Cause I don't belong here. Um, and even watching it come, come out of Moody and to, coming back to Toledo, even working at the library. I'm like, man, I went to a Bible college. I mean, did I go to real school? Like do it count? You know, like yeah. did I, I didn't take a whole bunch of math classes and a whole bunch of social studies um, and, and, you know, philosophy classes. We, I took some cause it's accredited, but you know, compared to some of my, friends who went to like these public universities and got degrees in business or education and i'm like oh i study women's ministry you know like what can i offer right, right. Uh, so i feel like i always that that kind of thread of insecurity shows up in so many places even like coming in as a doula like there are doulas who've been dueling for like 30 years they like 300 births and i'm like here i am with two you know mm -hmm. um and here i am just kind of starting out and here i am like what what actually do i have to offer somebody mm. um and even that i mean there is that like i could if i really wanted to help have a baby i could go to school and be a midwife right you know right. um and that would really give me some validity or whatever you mm. know so right. i feel like those types of insecurities is some that like I those are it's, I feel like it's one big one you know but it shows up in different places and so I am um and I feel like I didn't know how to overcome those I struggled at Central Catholic I struggled a lot at Moody especially my first couple semesters because I didn't know how to overcome those insecurities even in like I feel like um I, I struggled at Central Catholic because yeah I did come from Robinson we didn't learn a lot of it we didn't learn a lot of stuff 
<laughs> we did it. Mm-hmm. Um, so inst- me being so insecure, like I'm not asking you for help because I already feel insecure. Like I'm not going right. to ask you. And I mo- get into Moody the same way. Like my teacher used to like mark these papers up with red pencil mm-hmm. and red markers and like like nobody in my family went to college. Nobody know. Like I didn't know what college was going to be like for real. Nobody could prepare me. I didn't know what to do. But I wasn't going. Like I was. Like I said, I already insecure. So what? Like I'm not going to come ask. I'm not gonna come ask for help um so it took me a while to realize like first i can ask for help and that's okay but also mm-hmm. to realize that like yeah i don't belong here or i am the different one and that's exactly why i can be here and that's ex- and that is again that's me offering myself in these spaces where that is what what i have to remind myself to just overcome that narrative that i don't belong here you don't know what you're doing uh, and i'm like actually I, i'm here and I, I maybe i don't know what i'm doing but i'm here so you know right yeah yeah man that's amazing. Just owning it. Um, the I want to just check. This has been so good. It's been fun. <laughs> Letting me talk about things I love talking about. This <laughs> yeah, is great. Yeah. Uh, did we do the six month thing pretty much? Kind of. Yeah. 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 Certification okay. in the next six months. Yeah. Be... Um, what is there a question you want to ask? That's what anybody was. who was like. Uh, there's one. definitely one. Uh, is there any question you'd like to ask our audience? It could be kind of question of the day vibe or like a very specific for you researching yeah. uh, something or a couple of questions that you'd want people to think about or get an actual answer on. Yeah, I, I mean, it's so, I, mean, I feel like I got a couple of questions, Fire but I always want to ask yeah. people, like, and some of them are very specific to just being a doula. Like, like have you ever heard of a doula, you know? Right. Um, and why if doulas can be so great, what, why wouldn't you hire a doula? You know, mm. what would, what would stop you? Is it just like, Oh, it's just financial or is it too weird? Or you think it's too weird? Cause, yeah. it's, cause I wouldn't be weird at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was, <laughs> seriously, I was having a, this is a side note, but we were, I had like a postpartum visit with the family that we, uh, that delivered last week. And, the dad was asking me like was it weird being so close you know when she was like pushing and i was like i mean i wasn't weird unless was you weird about it like this was normal stuff for me you know like i'm not weird about it at all and i think um so i just wonder is that reasons why Mm. people don't have a doula or wouldn't want a doula is that a weird thing um and um this is, I mean, this is just a fun question, and you guys made me think about my friend john and how his little push of dreams like literally got me to be able to sit here and talk about mm-hmm. what I what my thing is um and it's so um and I and it's so interesting like he did that for me and I've been able to I'm like I see, I see what you did there and I see how some other people could need that help like why aren't you doing what you love to do um like what is stopping you because because uh, a lot of times it is something because it's, it's just an excuse it's just something so all those little questions <laughs> oh, so good yeah okay thank you so much yeah anything else you want to talk about I, dive into i don't think so um no if you're pregnant call me yeah, that's right that's, <laughs> oh the, can, I don't know. that's the real question who's pregnant and who wants right. a doula? who's pregnant and who needs a doula yeah oh, i i really would like to know if you had it could put anything on a billboard uh-huh. in the busiest place what would you want it to say oh man and it can be even to a specific group of people like yeah. the the you know, the people you were really caring about, like what, what do you want? What, what would you want to say to them? Literally, it would just be, you can do this, whatever mm. it mm. is, you can do it. You can do this. Dang. That's it. Yeah. We're done. We're <laughs> See y'all later. Yeah. Yeah. That is amazing. Uh, where do people follow your story and journey? Yeah. And- um, you can follow me on Facebook. Um, Tiana Taylor, like 
They just said my name is pretty simple to find. Um, you uh, you just accept all friend requests, or I, should they message you and say, heard you on the podcast? No, I, I really do, because it's just it's social media. I know. So, yeah, okay, I, I really cool. do. I got awesome. friends that I don't even know, but we just are Facebook friends. Um, or uh, Instagram, at Tiana. You can find me there. That's cool. kind of like my doula page. but um, And I try to keep that just all about birth and babies and pregnant ladies and dads. Uh, or you yeah. can follow me on my personal page, too, which is tiana underscore three t's um and there is i just kind of capture whatever is happening that day nice. <laughs> and it, it gets it is all kinds of stuff so i don't if you want some entertainment that's follow, good. follow me <laughs> follow, follow. <laughs> that's awesome thank you so yeah. so much and um tim and i next uh tuesday morning we'll take a take a whack at some of your questions and see yep. if we can yeah. answer it. uh it we'll see we have two tuesdays from now so yeah we're uh we're so grateful Thank, I I am so grateful. Yeah. Thank you. I love yeah. these kinds oh, of conversations. They oh are so fun and so good. So mm, yeah. that's good. Thanks yeah. so much. Thank and you. Have a good week, everybody.